Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, Andy said, let's get on with it. So now we're talking about Fat Man Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> You got a twenty dollar bill. All the all the kids these days they love Fat Man Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> and Jive Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right, are we ready, cousins? Welcome back to the Football Rambles Guide to your football equivalent of an all-you-can-eat buffet, which will almost certainly give you food poisoning. Yeah. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Luke Moore. Truly great footballers can seem otherworldly to us mere mortals, and let's be honest, we love it. Incredible. I don't think we've ever seen or ever will see anything like Lionel Messi again. Whatever adds to football's escapism is good by us, and with that in mind, is there anything better than a player with a special move? Oh, a beautiful dummy from Cruyff. The Cruyff turn, the Panenka, the Rabona, all left a permanent mark, and for players it's surely the ultimate achievement. Doing something so good, it becomes ingrained in the sport forever. You might think the term signature moves is more appropriate, but you'd be wrong. Consider the scorpion kick. Red Nat. Goodness me, have you ever seen anything like that in your life from a goalkeeper? Does it sound like a signature move or something from Mortal Kombat? Finish him. Exactly, you nerd. <laughs> a special move is a place to showcase skill, imagination and a little bit of disrespect all at once. So get over here, because today we bring you the Football Rambles Guide to Special Moves. Hadouken! <laughs> That was my spin on Hadouken. Yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> it needs to be a bit higher pitch. Yeah. yeah. Well, go on. 
Hadouken. Oh, that's yeah. good. Hadouken. I've, only, I've only seen you do a Hadouken once or twice, but it is very impressive. Yeah, yeah. it's clearly not in my uh, pantheon of, um, I, I was, of impressions. I was more of a. No, I meant the move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was more of a uh, sonic boom. Kind oh, of guy. Yeah, a bit of guile. Yeah. Bit exactly. of guile. Gentlemen, when you think of a trademark or signature move in football, what or who springs to mind? Andy Brassel. Top brass. I'm, st- I'm still thinking of the original PlayStation. I'm thinking of Wu-Tang Taste the Pain. Oh, that was uh, that was a really underrated game. Yeah. That I never, was cool. Never played it. Yeah, it was like it was like a, a shoot, like a beat-em-up, but you were basically Wu-Tang Clan members. Such a great idea. They all yeah. had their different styles. You had yeah. uh, ODB's drunk style. Mm. Yeah. It was excellent. But they all had their Shaolin style, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if, if we're talking about Double uh, X and R2 and mm-hmm. the special move back, in back, back, forward, football forward, up, down. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go for Cristiano Ronaldo's knuckleball free kick. It's a nice. big start. It's, it's a, a very I love it's a as well blockbuster start. You've got the Ronaldo chop, which he's quite famed for as well, which yeah. is uh, when he sort of shuffles along and then moves the ball along with his trailing leg and just takes everyone out. But you've gone for the knuckleball. I like that. He's yeah. got a couple of big options and he's a big character yeah, I've, in terms I've, of this. I've gone for that because it feels wonderfully retro because he's not very good at free kicks he doesn't really do it now yeah no I mean the big one as well and the other reason I picked it is because the really big one is that one if we go back to the start of 2008 against Portsmouth that's the iconic one that is it was it was it's up there Luke it's an absolutely remarkable goal and I think I think I'm right in saying in fact, I'll, t- I'll flip it around to be a quiz. So actually, we could talk about how one of these special moves, the mm. one you've mentioned, the Cristiano Ronaldo knuckleball, yep. has influenced and inspired a top world-class football to this day. He was in the stadium on that occasion and completely inspired by it. Do you know who it was? No. Janino Pernambucano. It was a young Mason Mount. <laughs> wow. Who was a... Portsmouth him, him and his family big Portsmouth fans. He was at Old Trafford and he has repeatedly said, that was one of the best moments of football yeah. for him as a kid. I mean, it doesn't sound like that much of us a Portsmouth fan. They won the FA Cup later. That's true. That, that true. season, yeah. yeah. Having the last laugh. No, was it that season or was, it, was this not after that? Oh, right yeah, after good that. question. I can't remember. Yes. Quite doesn't often, matter. Quite often the ball moves in the air and we're sort of, you know, yeah. very, very delighted to see that. But it practically wrote CR7 before it went into the corner. Didn't yeah, it? you're it right. Phenomenal. Well, yeah, and it's good to remind ourselves of that, Jim, because actually this was a time when Ronaldo... Of course, you know, was a phenomenal player, but he was becoming that phenomenal player. He wasn't the world-beating greatest of all time. That was his first walking on water season. Yeah, I think wasn't so. It? Was, it, yeah. was that the season where he scored like thirty-eight goals or something? It was a, a, utterly. Yeah, remarkable. and United win the win the European Cup at the end of it. Yeah, so it was oh seven oh eight then. Yeah, yeah. The, the season Portsmouth won there. Correct. Just want to get it in there, brother. But so, Andy, for people who don't necessarily know that much about this or are new to the game or new to this show, mm. how would you describe the knuckleball? What actually is it? It's like, I guess it's what a variation on what people of in the eighties would have called a hard man shot. Yeah, <laughs> where you're like defensive midfielder who scores one goal a season, mm. belts it from miles out, yeah. and it flies in the top corner. Julian Dick stuff. Yes, mm. that kind of business. Terry Herlock. Oh, now, think, you're, now you're that's what we're looking at. But it's it's a variation on that because the the technique, mm. the slight hitting across the ball of the laces makes it dip as well. It's mm-hmm. like a big dipper. Now, when I put this forward as my special move, Marcus was going, you're not going to go for Janino Panambucano. Mm-hmm. And he was really disappointed. Still now, the thing is, Janino Panambucano's free kick, it's not one special move mm. because it's a series of them. He has the daisy cutter, the big dipper, the power drive, mm-hmm. the curler. He's got 
all of them. Yeah. Whereas this became synonymous. Spinning bird synonymous. kick, that was him, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> that was a spinning pile driver as well. Yeah. But, uh, but do you feel, though, that it would be too vague then to say Janino Ponomacano's move was the free kick? Yeah. It's yes. a bit too vague. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it is. Whereas Ronaldo changed the way he take, took free kicks mm. and became very successful at them. Now, I think if you look at him post-2014 World Cup, it, it really falls off. But does he and, not do one in the 2018 World Cup against uh, Spain? Would that be one? No, but that's a curler. Okay, that's, that, okay. that's, that's different. Okay. That's not a knuckleball. So, so the idea of the okay. knuckleball is, I would describe it thus, I would say, and I think there's a bit of pseudoscience involved in this, mm. but I think the, the idea is you strike the valve of the football with a certain part of your foot, which reduces the surface area so you're hitting it with a certain part of your foot where the surface area is smaller and therefore more powerful and it makes the ball, rather than spin like it does when you curl it, it goes flat and straight, but it wobbles and moves, right? Mm. And, and then it's and it, very hard for the goalkeeper to pick up the flight and all the rest of it. And that's basically why he's doing it, isn't it? Yes, thank you, yeah. Dr. Bunsen Honey. But with the, val- the whole <laughs> kicking, I'm more beaker, man. But the whole, yeah, I know you're talking. But the whole kind of hitting the valve, surely that was the pseudoscience. I think bit. so. But I, yeah. I do think there's something in the, the surface area reduction of hitting it with a certain part of your foot, mm. which makes the ball move in a different way right. I think okay. while we briefly come back to Janino, I just think it's worth pointing out because a lot of listeners will have never known this or might have forgotten it he was so good at the v- variety of free kicks we've discussed it got to the point where goalkeepers stopped using a wall yeah. just so they'd get a they get a better look at where the ball was coming and that is phenomenal <laughs> it, it, it got to the point where he could tell you where he was going to put it and you still wouldn't be able to save it. Indeed. I mean, he was he was interesting because he, he went off to train with rugby clubs to get different variations from, right? from their kickers wow. to figure out different ways of taking free kicks. You always, Gina, didn't you? Why didn't you pick him? Let's change it up. Because this, this one Cristiano Ronaldo free kick is iconic and it made him from an okay free kick taker mm-hmm. into an amazing free kick taker. And he goes along scoring five or six free kicks a season you know, which is, I think, a pretty decent return. It's a very good return. Yeah. Right up until that point, there's a real big statistical cutoff mm-hmm. after the 2014 World Cup where he loses all his power and he becomes like a mm-hmm. a solely penalty box player afterwards. He loses all his power during the World Cup, I should say. Is that when you were in the Portugal camp? Um, maybe. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> and he's, after that, he never quite recovers that shooting power. He scores far less long-range goals after that. And of course, he continues taking free kicks in the sort of volume that says, I'm an expert at this, but he's got such a low percentage return after that. And of course, he goes two years between, I think, 2020 and 2022 without scoring a free kick at at, at club level. That was the thing with Roberto Carlos, of course. He had many, many great free kicks. His move would have been the little tippy-toe run-up. But you've gone for Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, okay, that's grand. Uh, Jim Campbell, what, your, your uh, example of this? I've gone for a move from one of my favourite ever ever players, uh, Andres Iniesta and La Croqueta, uh, which is essentially you, nice. you shift the ball very quickly from one foot to the other yeah. before then powering away from the, the defender. It's very very simple move, but it seemed to be something that just nobody had an answer to. And it was just it looks so fluid. It just mm. completely... It's what Iniesta looked like the ball was part of his body almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and this was the move that kind of defined that, I think. And on top of that, next to him, Xavi had a move known as La, La Pelopina, which is essentially sort of shielding the ball, then running kind of 360 degrees backwards around the player and then just passing it off or powering it away. And like the two of them buzzing around wow. doing all these mad little things was a phenomenon to see. But I think just with, with Iniesta, it is something that looks so, so simple. Mm. 
but he's it's just essentially moving your ball, moving the ball from one foot to another. Yeah, it's but a bit it of would a shuffle. take a player out. It, it, he could do it at such speed and mm-hmm. with with such sort of elegance to the motion that it just would completely take players out of the game. You know what I saw, and I'll, you're going to laugh at me. I saw Mitrovic do that against Brighton the other night. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about one thing. Yeah, I, I did laugh at you. <laughs> it's, because, it's called that because it's about it's how the um, how Spanish chefs move the batter from one hand to the other That's in, a, in exactly making something right. like yeah, making the cricketer right the cricket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I suppose he kind of mastered that. There's other players that have used it and deployed it, but he did it so much to the point of when a player does that so effectively, you think, hang on, is, it, is this player left foot or right foot? Yeah. And it's a very effective but move, it, and and compared to some other things, you know, with with some skill that's you know, the great Ronaldo or, or Cristiano or Ronaldinho, you think, how on earth do you sort of do that? Yeah. How do you use your foot move? That is very simple but effective. It's funny because when we were talking, you and I were talking a while back, Marcus, about uh, Zinedine Zidane and how he's maybe the most balletic player. So he yeah. did that a bit. That's that's ever ever been. Iniesta's really close. Yeah. That, yeah. that sort of level of balance and, mm-hmm. and, well, and grace. Actually, there's a similarity to that as well because Zidane was almost like a, like a... I remember somebody telling me that Zidane was really interested in parkour mm. because it's about getting to the goal in as few moves as possible. And obviously... So if it's you've free got running, the, isn't it? Yeah, if you've got the sort of execution to be able to do these things that are very difficult, even if they... And yet, like, economic mm. with time and space, mm. then it looks spectacular. And Michael Laudrup um, actually is is credited with kind of potentially mm. inventing La Croqueta, but it became assigned to um, to and- Andres Iniesta, much as Ken and Ryu have the same special moves. I think yeah. you can share them out sometimes. I, 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 I feel like Jim... Sorry, go on. So Ladrup said, La Croqueta is a piece of skill that exists not because it looks nice, but because it serves the purpose of setting you up for the next pass. And it's all about that economy. I think it's also uh, hugely impactful as well, right? Because it's about, you know the extension of it is is essentially allowing Barcelona of that era to play in the way they wanted to play, i.e. to retain possession almost to the point of ridiculousness. Mm. And what, if, you, if you're going to take that kind of reputation that Barcelona had between what, what it was 08 and, and 12 or whatever, you would say that they were really, you know, really good at keeping the ball. And the reason why and the reason they're really good at keeping the ball was because in tight spaces, Iniesta and Xavi were absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Two, two of the mm. best you've ever seen, maybe yeah. the best you have ever seen, at getting out of tight spaces. And and that that move is a completely, like, massively important part of what they were trying to do. It allowed them to run through teams, which yeah. is, you know, one of the hardest things. Yeah, no, absolutely phenomenal. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Luke Moore. So I want to also take you to one of my favorite players ever. Um, I, want, I want to take you back to... Go on. Um, Some world beater. Pedro Minch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Take you back to. Can you? Do you mind casting your minds back yeah. to 2006? Oh yeah, I can do that. Can yeah. you do that? Sven's England. Yeah, there we go. Baden, Baden, if you will. Um, well, this guy's not. Is it going to be Cristiano Ronaldo's <laughs> wink? I mean, we've had him already. <laughs> no. Wayne Rooney stamp. He's not troubling. He's not troubling the England international scene. Oh, he has he a clue. He did occasionally trouble um, the Republic of Ireland scene, oh. but a little bit before that. Uh-huh. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the time. That, yeah, admittedly, first of all, on loan from Sunderland, as young, actually not that young, he would have been about 30 at the time, um, <laughs> wandered in yeah. to the Stoke City dressing room for Here the first go. time Here on we loan go. and said, yes, I can play a bit. You haven't seen that much of me in my two league appearances on loan, but if I side permanently for you, Stoke, I've got something in my locker. Go on. That's um, going to terrorise the whole of North London for, <laughs> for a good while. I am, of course, talking about the great Rory DeLapp. Ah, oh, hello. And his legendary throw-in. Oh, yes. So, I didn't... Hang on, so we've gone from... We've, we've, we've gone from uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Andres Iniesta yeah. and Rory DeLapp. What's your point? I'm just saying it's good to know that you are grounded. Main event. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, a hundred-hand slap. Yeah. yeah. I, it's simple, but it's very effective. I started looking for players with, with special moves. Now, I, I found something called the Blomquist Shuffle, which I've never heard of, which is basically Jesper, Jesper Blomquist doing something that Pele did famous in the World Cup where he runs around the keeper oh, and yeah. lets the ball go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently Blomquist used to do a bit of that. Right. Anyway, I found the, DeLapp, uh, the Rory DeLapp throw and I thought, okay, I'll have a look into this. I had no idea mm. how seismically impactful on the internet Rory Delap's throw-ins have been, right? Yeah. He, he, I mean, it is unbelievable the amount of coverage there is online about it. A, a um, piece of internet the size of Ireland? Would yeah, you say? I would say so, absolutely. <laughs> um, which I don't think Rory Delap ever really visited until he played for it for Ireland. <laughs> um, but they, they, there are think pieces, there are summaries, there are deep dives. There, are, there is a YouTube compilation put together by the official Sky Sports Premier League mm. account on YouTube, by the way, of every goal scored as a direct result of a Leroy Lap throw. That's Do you want to right, take us through what it looked like? Sure, I will. So basically... Do the... you want to take us through how many of them were against Arsenal? Yeah, well, well it's time for that. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of common denominators here. You'll like this. So, so <laughs> apparently, Rory de Lap was a schoolboy javelin champion. So, ah. so he, he, he was, he was, he was going to become a football player, mm. but he also had a lot of athletic prowess. And um, he started throwing the ball in throw-ins in training, I think, just to muck around. Mm-hmm. And he realised he'd get him to about, you know, sometimes he'd get him up to 40 metres, mm-hmm. right? That's impressive. But it's not just the fact that someone would take a throw from that part of the picture people would recognise and loop one in to cause a bit of mayhem. He could actually bullet them in. Now, if you yeah. watch them back now, they're like bullets, right? He throws yeah. them really oh, flat. At an angle you couldn't do with your foot. Exactly. So it becomes almost the, the, the apex, the apotheosis of this is when Baez Mayhew, I think, for Hull City puts a ball out for a corner mm. rather than a throw in because he knows that Roy's laps My playing, goodness, right? Yeah. So he's able to do that. Um, it's, it's very difficult to defend about, against. It's not just about distance, as I've said, it's about trajectory and pace. 
Um, Stoke City's Facebook page to this day yeah. have a series of videos called Throw It, where each <laughs> every so often they share a Roy lap throw in that's yeah, resulted yeah, in a yeah. goal. Right, the compilation goes on for about five minutes on the Sky Sports website. At forty percent of the goals as a result of the throw are scored by Ricardo Fuller, Love that. which is always enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, right? Every single one of them vies for the very worst goal you've ever seen, right? <laughs> which we could all enjoy. Um, and a lot of them are... So you've got 40% scored by Ricardo Fuller. Mm. I'd say 40% of them scored against Arsenal. <laughs> and the other 20% are own goals <laughs> by defenders having a complete meltdown yeah, not knowing yeah, what yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. That, so, that is the ultimate stop hitting yourself, isn't it? Yeah, An own goal from a Delap throw-in. But, but at the time... So Roy Delap played for Stoke City between mm. full-time as a permanent player from 2007-2013. The first five or six years of the football ramble basically were mm. Roy Delap was doing this stuff. And we would talk about it quite a lot. And... At the time, it seemed quite funny, yeah. quite comedy that yeah, it would yeah. keep getting Arsenal in the, in the shit and, and that the teams couldn't defend against they it. They would use towels to dry the ball. So, yeah. th- and, and Tony Pulis eventually starts... starts. Um, this is why it's such an interesting phenomenon. Tony Pulis starts accentuating his ability to do it. So he makes the pitch narrower. Mm. He moves the advertising boards back so he's got longer runner. But in return, other teams start bringing advertising boards closer to the pitch when they're playing Stoke so Roy's lap can't get a run-up. Then they start. Then they start lobbying the Premier League for stopping towels being allowed next to yeah, the pitch, right. which they eventually did because yeah. Pulis was facilitating that with that with towels when it was a mm. rainy day, and of course the pitch is, is watered anyway. Mm. Um, but it's it, 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 but so it's other teams spring into action to make these these decisions because they're so scared of this move. But you're right; I didn't think of this. It was genuinely dangerous. Yeah, because people would 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 think. Oh, it's it's primitive. It's it's kind of well, really. Is that why you want to play football? Because at this time, two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. Guardiola's Barcelona start playing 2009, 2010. And there was a feeling around the world of that's how you play football. And if you don't play anything near that kind of football, if the ball's in the air, then you, you're absolute Luddites. Yeah. And I think that's what used to frustrate Pulis uh, at the time. And obviously, but also that, that frustration became his biggest, biggest advantage. Wasn't exactly. It? Biggest yeah. advantage. But, but I, I would say that at the time, I believe, and I might be wrong on this, but I believe that we just think it, thought it was funny, right? I mean, yeah. Just defend the throw and it's easy. Yeah, but it's but, genuinely very interesting as well. It's something new. And how often, again, that's the whole point of the show we're doing, isn't it? A special move is no, such I, a rare thing. But I think there was, honestly, I know this sounds ridiculous, but there was a little bit of a feeling of if you scored from a corner it's like well that's sort of no you're really right yeah. you know what I mean Andy you're, you're, you're traditional right. goal yeah. Yeah. yeah but what you what you were saying there about other teams um, bringing in the advertising hoardings um, complaining about the towels they're all very much marginal gains because if you compare Rory Dallap to other long throwers it would have been easier and he would have succeeded more if he was in the 80s, for example, mm-hmm. because you had stadiums where there was space around the pitch. Yeah. By this point, the Premier League has started changing. It started developing. And one of the things about the Premier League is the stands and a, a, a tighter into the pitches, Imagine especially also, in new stadiums. Also, Andy, back in the 80s where you could, you know, club goalkeepers with your elbow and all that kind imagine of stuff. Him, imagine him having, when you could bring bats on. Yeah, exactly. Imagine yeah. Him You're determined to bring Andy Gray into this, aren't you? <laughs> I really have not. The London, the London Stadium would be a lovely bit of room for a oh, man. Yeah. Well, you could do a lap oh, of yeah. it first and what, then do a lap what of I was, it. What, <laughs> what I was just going <laughs> to say was that um, if you watch it back now, yeah. it is unlike any other throw. Yeah, yeah. It's not just 
Huxley is not just pumping it into the box mm. high and looping. It's flat. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trajectory is very, very quick. And you can absolutely see. It, in fact... It's impressive and people were quick to sniff at it. Do you know what? And we would have probably as well. It's arguably more dangerous than a corner. Mm. Because if you think of the point where the ball is coming from, mm-hmm. it's coming from over the head. So it's already at about six and a half feet high. Mm-hmm. And it goes flat in. Mm. Like a corner, it comes up and goes down again. You can whip it and stuff. Yeah. But obviously defenders will go at the front post to stop it being whipped in and all the rest of it. I think by its nature, it's harder to defend against than a traditional corner would be. And add on to the fact that you can't be offside from it. Quite yeah. exactly. And, 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 there's, and there's an amazing, there's an amazing, I, I couldn't find it in the, in the um, compilation, but there's an amazing incident, and I forget who the team it was against, but he throws one in really fast and flat and it doesn't hit anyone. And the goalkeeper has the chance to save it, but he knows if he gets a hand on it and it goes in, it's going to be a goal. So he just leaves it and it goes in. Oh. Everyone celebrates. That's, and the goal nerve. Yeah. that's, that's like yeah. proper IQ. Really that. astronaut um, level stuff, that. And, and one thing is also, just finally, to, 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 to sum up, one thing I found really interesting about this is that the YouTube video itself is full of comments of younger, play, younger football fans who didn't know about this. Mm. And a lot of them have come to Rory Delap via Liam Delap, his son, who plays mm. up front for Man City, I think he's on loan somewhere else at the moment. Stoke. Stoke, right? So some of, the, some of these comments are really funny. So this, this commenter here said, I brought this video to show my younger sister Roy Delap's skills because we're Man City fans and I was telling her who Liam Delap's dad is. I only meant her to show her a couple of the thrones to give her an idea, but we ended up watching the whole thing because it's so mesmerising. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, you know, so much of defending is muscle memory, right? Yeah. And that, that was utterly, utterly unique. I'm surprised that it's not trained in players now. Because it's such a weapon. It's yeah. a very distinctive skill to be good at, though. Yeah, it is, yeah. I, th- I think you've been very fair, actually. I think some, a lot of people, as I, I keep stressing, were, were, were very sniffy towards it. So I think it's good to be reminded of. It also gave a chap, whose name I can't remember, which is poor, um, he was the year below me at school, it gave him a bit of airtime on Sky Sports News because he was six foot ten, I think, or six foot nine, like incredibly tall. I may have added a few extra inches, but, you know, very... Don't we all? Yeah, indeed. As usual. <laughs> and uh, he had a very long throw, and but, like, played for a local amateur side, like, at yeah. no level. And Sky Sports News thought, well, this is obviously worthy, and uh, put him on there. The, the, put him on there. And he was just there in his chair going, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, it can give us an advantage. And... Uh, <laughs> There was just no insight. Uh, very, very good. Um, I have chosen one. Often goalkeepers are overlooked, so I've gone for a goalkeeper. I mean, the honourable mention, of course, which was done was uh, the scorpion kick, Rene Higita, which was just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, by the way, he said that he did see the linesman's flag go up. And that's why he did it. And that's why he did well, it. That makes it worse then. Mm, I think it makes the, the quick thinking quite yeah. spectacular. There's no jeopardy, though. Do you remember watching it live? It's, it's a strange... Launch from Jamie Redknapp, isn't it? You think yeah. that's an odd. Is that a cross? Is that a shot? What yeah, is that? And neither. then Hagita just no. jumps up. Don't worry, Jamie. Just... I'll take the heat off you. Yeah, no one knows what. No one knew what was happening from where I, what I remember watching mm. it. No one knew what it. It was the yeah. most spectacular thing I'd ever seen on a football pitch. I would go as far to say at the time. How would you? If people haven't seen it. How would you describe? Well, it? he jumps forward as if he's like diving into a swimming pool, and then his back legs go up at the back like a scorpion's tail. And he boots the ball, volleys it very away. far away. Yeah, it's, it's just remarkable. I mean, I know we've seen like people now say when like, Giroud scored that great goal for Arsenal, it was a bit of scorpion kick and so on. But but Higuita had practiced it, yeah. and he knew what he was doing. And and for such an eccentric goalkeeper, an eccentric man, 
who um, had plastic surgery not that long ago and so on. He said, I'm, I'm fed up of being ugly. Right. You know, I mean, that's the type of chap he is. You and me both, Renee. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, an, an incredible man. But that's not what I'm going for. I'm going for the Peter Schmeichel starfish save. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Which uh, we've seen Casper use as well. So he's influenced his son, as you would expect. Yeah. But this save was, was incredible. From my memory, the first time he did this, was against Inter in the Champions League in the in the treble winning season. That's the first time I remember seeing it. I'm sure people will say we maybe did it before. That was his last season at United, so he would have done it before that. Yeah, almost certainly. Mm. But that was a, that was a very famous one. Uh, I think it may have been Ivan Zamorano. Manchester United were 2-0 up. Nice for him to get a mention. Lovely. 2-0 mm. uh, up. It was in the last minute of the game. And of course, in those big European ties, as they still are to an extent, but, but you know, it, you were playing these these magnificent foreign players and of course no English side had won the Champions League at that point they haven't even reached a final Manchester United have tried blah 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 blah. last minute Zamorano with a chance a header close range did well to get it I think it was a diving header and Schmeichel just brings out this save where he spreads his body wide and makes an unbelievable stop and and, and, and a part of you is thinking is that lucky mm. because he's just thrown his body open but then you think well actually the, the header was so close range that actually, to use your instincts and, and, and your reflexes to try and respond to that, probably wouldn't be quick enough. Mm. Well, so, it's, it's the ultimate example of make yourself big, isn't it? Exactly. Again, I, I imagine if you are the player approaching Schmeichel with that, you are a regular man running along. <laughs> there is another regular man coming towards you. Yeah. Suddenly that man is a polar bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was massive anyway. Well, but, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what a great goalkeeper. But to do that as well to increase your chances of saving. I mean, it's, it is a percentage move. I mean, he's a very unorthodox keeper mm. and that's what makes him such an icon. I, I, People I, forget I that because he was one of the greatest goalkeepers we've seen in this country, certainly. And you would say one of the greatest in his generation. But actually, you can forget the unorthodox nature other than... That's the thing. I, I remember him saving a near certain goal against Wimbledon with his face. Yeah. yeah. He just, you know one of those ones where, where it really clocks you yeah. in five a side? And um, you've got to pretend it, it it doesn't hurt, even though it feels like your face has gone concave. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was, a, it was a little bit like. Well, that. the other move of Schmeichel's opening we could have picked was going up for a corner yes. at the end of the game because he was yeah. the first goalkeeper. Was he really that I can remember? Again, South America may say that's nonsense. Our goalkeepers yeah. used to do that all and the time in the twenty fifth minute, even. But uh, <laughs> you know, but Schmeichel used to do that. He scored, of course, in a Europe. I think maybe in UEFA right Cup. Volgograd. Yeah, was it? Well, I thought it was Old Trafford. Yeah, it was against. Oh, sorry, he said Rota Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he did score a nice, kind of quite spectacular volley against Wimbledon. Maybe so it was a scissors kick that was ruled out, but it offside. was offside. Sadly, yeah. mm. uh, I have a suspicion that um, Ferguson wanted to sign Bartes because he was looking to replace a character as much as a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think that might have been well, one of his. So, so, and I think you know the Bartes move was the old appeal for offside when no one's taking <laughs> oh, no, oh, yeah. But but Schmeichel, that was that was a move that is specifically related to Peter Schmeichel. And you, when you think of him, you mm. do think of that. So it's definitely great to have it in there. It's definitely great to have a goalkeeper included. And Casper did it recently as well. And, and obviously he's... It does increase his chances of getting hit in the balls as well. It, well, exactly right. But what he's doing is essentially, as you've alluded to, it's a law of averages. You're making your surface area as large as possible <laughs> to give yourself a chance to, to, to save it, right? Yeah. And I, I remember my, one of my memories of Peter Schmeichel probably towards the mid to late 90s. And he was an outstanding goalkeeper. I know that people have their own opinions on this and there were other keepers around, you know, Buffon, for example, who's still still playing now madly, but um, Schmeichel, I think, was for me the best. He's the first goalkeeper I ever remember where 
your whole frame of reference would change when someone went through on goal. Yeah. When someone went through on goal, you'd be like, oh, so they're going to fucking score. It'd be yeah. really exciting. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. everyone would get excited because you think there's about to be a goal, yes. right? It completely flipped when Peter Schmeichel was in goal mm. because you think, oh, he's going to save it. He's and he would smother. do the star on the ground as well. I know. Yeah, and, so, and, so and it that really was thing. putting his body on the line. Yeah. It, was, it was incredible. So good for the goalkeepers to get a mention. Definitely. Uh, but back to the outfield players, though. Uh, Sam Bennett tweeted us and was straight in with a Quautamock Blanco bunny hop. The which, bunny hop. Oh, come that's on. That's This was that amazing. That was incredible. It was, the it 19- was pointless as well. Though. Oh, it was, yeah, but that was kind of the joy of it, well, wasn't no, it? No, it wasn't pointless because he kept the ball. He was in a tight corner. It was a game for Mexico at the 98 World Cup against South Korea. He was in a tight space, needed to, to, to jinx past the defenders. Well, you've got to keep the football, Jim. Yeah. And well, he, he essentially picked the ball up with his legs and jumped, didn't he? Well, in between two... Feet, in yeah. two feet surely, and surely obstruction. Nah. Not in the 90s. I guess I guess so. He played for Club America in 2016 when he was 43. But Better. Is, isn't, that, isn't that... Is that what, more impressive? Do, you, do your bunny hop over back. I can't. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what make, makes the Quatamina so good is that like anyone can do it. Yeah. I mean, because part of the joy of a World Cup is seeing something on the telly and then going out in the street when you're a kid and thinking, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. What about, yeah. The, what about the Charlie Adam try and score from the halfway line? Love that. Or, or, where, or, free, or corner. Yeah, that's a fresh special you know, move. The, the, here's one I'm going to bring to the table um, for the beards. Have you ever heard of Ricardo Boccini? Not many people would have done. Argentinian player played the vast majority. If it is safe to say, he played all of his career. Independiente, an absolute legend there. He was in the squad for the uh, '86 World Cup, I believe. He's he's got 28 caps for Argentina. Um, Maradona said he was his childhood idol. Right, Uh, a, a midfield player, very very technically gifted player, of course, and he. The, the, the kind of through ball in Argentina is called the Bocinesco. It's named after him huh, wow. because he would do it so well and so effectively. Yeah. Now, you think to yourself, well, that's just a pass. You know, I mean, we used to talk about the Iniesta or Javi thread and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, man, a dragon punch is just an uppercut. It's exactly. about how you do it. <laughs> exactly. exactly right. But that's what they call it in Argentina, the Bocinesco. Nice. Which is, uh, which, which is a Have we got any one. other listener contributions? We, we, we did, there were some less earnest contributions from yeah. our listeners. Both Natalie and Sobbers here said, uh, the Scott Parker 360 turn without touching the ball. That is a classic. I yeah. think that's a bit mm. naughty. No, yes, he I was a you... fine player, Scott Parker. He was, and I think that's fine. All right, okay. And I, in my mind, he would touch the ball. He would just move it in very kind of slow increments around in a circle. Yeah, or a sideways pass. He did like a sideways yeah. pass. Like Ray Wilkins was called the crab for that exact reason. Yeah, well, so we're dishing nice. that out. We're dishing it out to Butch. That's to very Scott nice. Parker. That's very nice. Um, I thought about the Zlatan Ibrahimovic sort of um, karate kick. Yeah, yes. He did that so yeah, many did, times yeah. in so many ways. Very but actually, he, he practiced martial arts, didn't he? So exactly. he, he properly put the research into that. Went with the, the territory. territory. It's like Peter Schmeichel and transferable skills, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What about the the Frank Frank Reichard spit? <laughs> <laughs> also known as the Rudy Voller spit. Marcus, yeah. do 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 Tom Dyson's. Tom Dyson's. Uh the fizzer step over. <laughs> and I think I think I don't know if Tom is uh referencing this or not, but the time when El Fizzer was playing for Manchester United yeah. uh, at uh, fullback. And he said that he did a couple of stepovers and he sort of went down the line and crossed the ball. And the crowd like, Wee! you know, and yeah. he was like, oh, I'll have another go. And he did it again. So we tried it a third time and yeah. messed up. And Roy Keane said to him, oh, stop effing about like yeah. that, basically. Apparently Roy Keane, David Beckham, Ryan Giggs regularly don't rip him for it even now. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, because he thought he, uh, well, to be fair, two out of three ain't bad. True. Uh, who was on the end of it? We don't know. But, mm. uh, but, but speaking of big moves, we've got to talk about the Cruyff turn, of course. Johan Cruyff's famous signature move. Now, there's a bit this of controversy. Is yeah, this is interesting. Because should it be called the Alston turn? Because apparently an Australian player called Adrian Alston did the same move five days 
before Johan Cruyff in their first game of the 74 World Cup against East Germany. And Alison said in 2020, it's on YouTube five days before Cruyff did it. And it's an absolute beauty, by the way. He gets completely he gets taken fouled, out. Though, doesn't yeah. He, he does, yeah. But, he, but the reason is, is because he's done them all. Um, he said, so if you have a look at it, it's a fact. Later, uh, on his roommate told me, uh, Cruyff's roommate told me that he was watching it on TV and said, I think I can do that. Yeah. So the jury, yeah, only because they got to the final did they notice him. But I play it every night before I go to bed, so don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> he's okay. Mm. Reminder that Johan Cruyff used to ignore the traffic lights in Amsterdam because mm. he thought um, they that the system was wrong. <laughs> There's no so when that, that man thinks he can do something, he will just. He's go also and been do proven it. right because they've removed all the traffic lights in, in Amsterdam now. There you go. I don't know if it's because of Cruyff, but they are only now are there. Famously, yeah, it's not gotten it. That is incredible. incredible. That is but incredible. I think this probably would have happened quite a lot, wouldn't it? We're in a, we're in a, an age now where pretty much everything. Uh, is, is televised and, and uh, then is is on the internet forever. But this sort of move might have been done before and we the, wouldn't have seen but it. But this kind of thing happens a lot because, you know, it puts me in the mind of the idea of the Bunsen burner. Oh, yeah. Stay with me. Mm. Robert Bunsen didn't invent the Bunsen burner. No. It was invented by, I think, initially by Michael Faraday and then by a guy called R.W. Ellsberg or something like that. Eisner, Elsner, Eisner, something like that. Mm. And Bunsen sort of standardised it and everyone called it the Bunsen burner and I think if you were the guy before that who actually came up with the idea of it you'd be fucking pissed off about that so I'm, 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 I'm all for um, Adrian Elston. Well, yeah. Thomas Crapper, it was the ball cock, not the toilet he invented. There we go. You see? There it was uh, George Toilet that invented the toilet, <laughs> of course. Um, just Johnny Shitter. A, a few quick oral mentions. The Andre Kanchels is standing on the ball. Yeah. That totally, was that really a theatre movie? Totally that, like, unnecessary. He did it like twice. Yeah, so. well, still. That'll do. Or uh, the Luis Suarez bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Totti chip. Was was outrageous. He once did it against Lazio from outside the box. The disrespect. Um, what do you mean? A di- oh, the Carlos Vela dink if we're going to do yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, Totties were proper, proper lobs from Guys, a long way out. Yeah. The Tim Henman chip and charge. Oh. <laughs> chip and charge. Let's end with that. I think we should. Yeah. And, and, and an image of Tim Henman's dad. And Cliff pumping his fist. <laughs> Celebrating. <laughs> Tim Henman's dad, the British George Bush. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I'm sure there are many other moves and signature moves. Send that we've them in. Made. We'll do another yeah, one if you want. On, get them involved. We'll do a part two. Yeah, we, we, we might well do if you're, if you're good. Uh, well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us for another Football Ramble Guide too. Remember, as Lucas said there, we want your ideas for what to talk about next. We've had loads so far, so thank you very much for that. We're going through them all and uh, we'll, we'll pick out some favourites as the season goes on. If you fancy learning more about one of football's new fads or traditional trends, then get in touch and tell us. Email us, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at football ramble with your suggestions we'll see you next time thank you very much Luke Moore thank you thank you Andy Brassel thank you thank you Jimmy Campbell thank you thank you everybody the football ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast creator network Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.